Hello, my friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And I hope this day finds you in full 100% contentment. And do you know why? It's because that apartment may not be a house, but you're not homeless. That car may not be a Benz, but you're not walking. That job may not be the best, but you're working. Something is always better than nothing. And believe me when I tell you, my friends, there are a lot of us on the street that have nothing. Only what they could get in a box or in a grocery cart. And I gotta tell you, if you ran out of cash after paying all your bills and taking care of home, you are not broke. You, my friend, are responsible. So I'm asking you to please enjoy this spring day. And just because I give you advice, it doesn't mean that I know more than you. It just means I've done more stupid shit. So sit back and listen, and I'm going to tell you a story about a sister by the name of Mary Jane Bowser, who I happened to run across way back in the darkness. Now, Mary Jane Bowser was an African-American woman who was formerly enslaved by the Van Loo family in Virginia, who went on to gain her freedom and work closely with an abolitionist daughter of that family, who went on to become a spy in the Union for the Civil War. Now, she was born in 1846 in Virginia, and she was enslaved from birth owned by the Van Loo family. Now, John Van Loo was a wealthy merchant, and though he owned slaves, his wife and daughter were secret abolitionists, which was quite significant as Mary grew up. From the very beginning, the female Van Loo's seemed to take a special interest in Mary because they had her baptized in the Van Loo family church instead of the first African Baptist church in Richmond, where the other enslaved people of the Van Loo's were baptized. And her name at the baptism record is listed as Mary Jane Richards. So after John Van Loo died, his wife Eliza and daughter Elizabeth freed the family slaves. And Elizabeth sent Mary to a boarding school in Philadelphia so the formerly slave girl could get a good education. Do you believe that? My friends, please don't think all white people during that era were bad people because they weren't. But anyway, Mary even got to take a trip to Liberia in Africa to be part of a missionary community. And who paid for it? Elizabeth Van Loo. And not long before the Civil War, Mary returned to the Van Loo home, and she worked there once again, this time as a paid servant. Now, only four days before the Confederate troops opened fire on Fort Sumter, beginning the Civil War in earnest, Mary married a man by the name of Wilson Bowser, 
on April the 16th, 1861. Now, records of Mary's life are sparse, and it seems her husband joined the war on the Union side as a soldier. But there's no record of when or if they even saw each other again. So there's no record of Mary and Wilson ever having children together. In fact, there's no record of where Mary ever had children at all. But that doesn't mean that she didn't. Now, before the Civil War began, Elizabeth Van Lu, John's daughter, was already spying for the Union. Knowing the Confederate states were succeeding and that war between the two sides was likely inevitable. And living in the South, Elizabeth would send regular reports to Union officials about what the Southern troops and government officials were doing. And when it became clear that there was going to be a war, Elizabeth brought Mary into her spy ring by recommending her for a position as a servant in the household of Confederate President Jefferson Davis. So Mary got the job posing as a slave, although she was a free woman. The ruse was success because everyone in the Davis household thought she was a slave. And they talked openly around her about their plans and strategies, thinking a slave would have no understanding of these things and certainly no network of communication. And Sister Girl was playing the part. Most of the people that Mary encountered thought she was illiterate, which was not true thanks to Elizabeth Van Lu sending her to boarding school. This meant that many people who came in and out of the Davis household often left important papers out where Mary could see them, and she would report back to Elizabeth and the other union officials on what those papers said. Needless to say, my friends, she became a successful and important spy for the Union in her position at the Jefferson Davis house. And some of the intelligence she collected even made its way all the way back to General Ulysses Grant, and all of it was passed on to the military leaders who this information would help the most. In fact, the intelligence collected by Mary and Elizabeth Van Lu's spy ring in general was noted for their value in the personal papers of Ulysses S. Grant, General Benjamin Butler, and George S. Sharp. But because the U.S. government destroyed most records of Mary, Elizabeth, and others in the Van Lu spy ring after the war to protect them, Little is known of what Mary did after the war, but it is interesting what is known, and that Mary continued to work to help the former enslaved community. Just a few days after the Richmond fell to the Union, Mary was working there as a teacher to the former slaves in town who suddenly found themselves free. She founded a school for freed former slaves two years after the end of the war. And it was located in a town of St. Mary's, Georgia, and served children during the day, adults at night, and Sunday school on Sundays, with all classes for all age groups taught by her personally. In June of 1867, Mary wrote a letter to the superintendent of education for Georgia Freedmen's Bureau, in which she requested 
he referred to her as Mary J. Garvin. From then on, this indicates her husband, Wilson Bowser, had either died, deserted her, or they had divorced, and that she had likely remarried. But this was the only known mention of the surname Garvin associated with Mary. And no one knew the first name of her presumed new husband. Mary also gave at least two known lectures in the North about her education, her travel to Liberia, and about her adventures as a spy during the war. But she had to use the synonyms for both lectures to protect herself because these lectures were given so shortly after the end of the war, and the hate by the South was still there. And there were plenty of people who wanted the war to keep going on. Now, it is assumed she left the school she founded in St. Mary's, Georgia, sometime after writing to the superintendent. And then she went to the West Indies, where it is believed her presumed new husband had gone to do missionary work. No record of Mary's death or place of burial is known to exist. That letter to the superintendent is the last known official record of Mary. Mary Bowser was honored by the U.S. government by being inducted into the Military Intelligence Hall of Fame in Fort Huachuca, Arizona, for her work as a spy during the Civil War. Now, the only reason that I can guess that this story of this African-American woman was not taught to us was because it would give us a little pride. But rest in peace, my sister, because your story is alive and well. And I hoped that today I have planted a seed, a seed that'll blossom into a tree of knowledge by our people. Because the story is here, and all they have to do is listen and learn. My friends, once again, it's time for me to get out of here. But before I go, I must leave you with another message. You go to school, you study about the Germans and the French, but not about your own race. I hope the time will come when you study black history too. You know whose words those were? Booker T. Washington. Have a great day, my friends. Until next time, it's been my pleasure. And it's been my honor.